We gather in the name of God, maker of all things, redeemer of all that is separate and broken, the one who has a purpose for us, the one who has placed purpose on us. Blessed be the name of God. Amen. Holy One, you invite us to join your community. We gather here to be with you and one You summon us to lay down our lives and come to share your life. You offer us hope for the broken world. Let us pray. God among us, we gather in your name to learn love for one another. Keep our feet from evil paths. Turn our minds to your wisdom, our hearts to your grace, our actions to your will. We ask all this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Selected reading for today from the book of Psalms, chapter 17. Hear a just cause, O Lord, attend to my cry. Give ear to my prayer from lips free of deceit. My steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me. Hear my words. Here ends our reading. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This past May, I concluded what I thought was going to be my final term on the CLU board. <laughs> As you know, regents are allowed three consecutive terms, amassing a nine-year cycle before their time is complete. I was reminded as that day grew near, that old biblical declaration that said, we are to be good and faithful servants in all that we do and in all that we say. It seemed apparent to me that the blessing of serving CLU in this capacity was coming to a quick end. And I got a tad bit melancholy. But at the board meeting, when there were about four or five people for whom their culmination of time was noted, my name wasn't offered. <laughs> so I went to the board chair and I asked him, and he said, Go see the chair of trusteeship, for we have something for you to do. My amazement and utter joy resulted in a fourth term. 
I was allowed to bear witness to the growth of our graduate programs, the expansion of our professional degree programs, and the enormity of our undergraduate experience. I was allowed three more years to be among the enthusiasts who will ultimately see the fulfillment, the full realization of the merger between PLTS and CLU, an opportunity for the people of God to be allowed to do God's work throughout the world in a new and exciting way. I can't tell you what that means. So let us pray for our time together. Dear gracious and heavenly Father, we, your creation, as we grow in years, as we grow in circumstances and experiences that shape us and define us, we look to you always for direction. Direct us, guide us, focus the lenses of our ambition, our goal setting, our missions, and our expectations in your prism of purpose-filled life. Let our purpose find form and function, Heavenly Father, in our faith in you. In the purpose-filled name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. The Evangelical Lutheran Church in America publishes a uh, devotional handbook. And as I sit on the um, Augsburg Fortress board, I'm always amazed when people pull out the handbook daily and read the devotion. That's a regiment that I had to get into. So I found myself reading the devotional, and lo and behold, there was this litany of expressions, prayerful expressions from King David. And among them was the one that you just heard. Indicating, among other things, his prayer and his affirmation that he was staying the course. So he prays, hear a just cause, O Lord, attend to my cry. When we cry, who do we cry to? Who do we find ourselves wanting to hold, hold out their arms around us when we are in despair? He went to the Lord and he says, give ear to my prayer for my lips are free of deceit. Ah, how often do we find ourselves with words that are deceitful, that are barriers to our communication with God? My steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. Hmm. In 1969, I thought about this notion of having a pathway, a place to go, a destination, a guaranteed direction. And I have to tell you, in 1969, I had one thing in mind, and that was to find the most expedient way to line my pockets financially. I needed cash. I had just about enough money to pay my tuition, buy my books, and pay for my one-bedroom apartment. If iPads or iPods or iPhones 
were prevalent and prominent during that time, I would have been hard-pressed, virtually impossible, I would have found it to be to cover the cost of a tweet or a text. My barometer in life, my degree of expectation, the goal setting I set for myself was often influenced by my three best friends. In the neighborhood, they called them the posse. Me, myself, and I. They convinced me that success was paramount to financial gain. And perhaps not like the young little kids who provided a cavalcade of contacts to my front door just last week with their zeal and exuberance. They came with what? Bags open. And success was a full bag of sweets. My bag, the bag that I carried, the one that I attempted to fill each and every day, was financially driven. My pathway was limited. My focus was clouded. I was unsure. David cries out to the Lord, hear my cry that I may stay the course, which meant that he understood what course he was on. He had an appreciation where God was leading him. I didn't have that appreciation. It took years before I decided that my posse, my three best friends, had to go in order to seek clarity in the path that God had set for me. I attended San Fernando Valley State. It's actually Cal State Northridge to most of you. <laughs> it dates me, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, okay, close note. All right. I wanted to be an accountant. And so I attended all of the accounting classes, cost, all of that, auditing. And in my last year, I was perusing the local newspapers, the ad sections, almost without fail, daily. And it turned out that there were just not enough entry-level positions at the accounting level that I thought for which a door would be opened. So I returned to San Fernando Valley State for a fifth year in business management. But before doing that, I asked what I considered to be the proverbial question. Was a job in my future or a vocation? Because if it's a job, then it's a financial transaction. They give to me, I give to them. If it's a vocation, then it's a calling. It's an opportunity to serve. It's a realization that we are what? Serving others. That our responsibility or our path in life is not to be self-secured necessarily, but to be what? Servants of others. To give of ourselves. To allow someone else's circumstance to be enhanced because of our existence. That's what that's all about. That's what the path is. It took me four decades to appreciate that. I know when you registered for school, the first thing you did was determine your class and course structure so that you can, what, parlay that into a career. 
And for some of you, you may already be determining how much that's going to what? Provide you in compensation and annual salary. I had no idea that the pathway going through business management, the path that my Lord placed me on, would take me from the bargain basement in General Hospital, which by the way is two B's below ground level, not just one. <laughs> where I drove electric trams in the basement of that facility. And if you don't know General Hospital, if you ever turn on midday new, midday, it used to be anyway, midday uh, soap, or, uh, soaps, I guess that's what they call them, soaps. It was the picture for General Hospital. That's the edifice that was there. Concrete structure, 13 stories. I thought I had arrived when they moved me from the bargain basement to the jailhouse, which is on the 13th floor. At least I saw outside periodically. <laughs> Moving from that position in 1969 to the opportunity to serve as a chief executive officer in one of the same facilities in that network told me that God had a process for which he wanted me to follow. Like King David, he set a path. I just didn't understand what it was. You need to find your path. And you need to ask the question of God, where is that path crystallized in my life so that I may make the appropriate steps? Be the conveyance that David was by saying, I know unequivocally the path that you have set for me and my steps have not wavered nor have they slipped. May God bless you and may he always keep you in his stead and may he illuminate your path forever. Amen. Please stand as we pray. We pray for the whole people of God for the broken people of God, for all God's people among, around, and beyond us. For lives of living witness that show your love that others, so that others may know your redeeming grace to a world in need of good news, let us pray. for the glorious splendor of your creation, and for those who continually care for it, let us pray. For comfort, strength, and hope to those who suffer with illness, who are beginning to grieve the loss of loved ones, or those that lie close to death, let us pray. For your generous spirit, O God, who gathers this assembly together and unites us to one another in relationships of mutual care and support, let us pray. Into your hands we place our cares and burdens, all our hopes and aspirations, and we ask you to continue to tend them as you have done throughout all of history. In your name we pray and give thanks. Amen. Amen.